0: Hi there, welcome to the Fit Fig podcast. I'm Steph Figuerelli, your host, co owner of Figuerelli's Fitness LLC in Anchorage, Alaska. We just finished the first month in 2022. It's February 1st today, and I spent about an hour last night reflecting on the month, setting new goals, rereading all of my goals. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I recently recorded an episode where I explained to you the importance of writing out as many goals as you want to accomplish in a a year. It may take you five years to accomplish any of those goals, but the idea was that you're getting a ton of ideas out on paper. You're getting some thoughts and some inspiration out there. So you have things to focus on in the new year. And I called it something like the 100 goal list. You can have 300 goals, you can have 50 goals, you can have as many as you want. The idea is you're just getting it out on paper so you have something to think about and look at that excites you, really, to get excited about your life. This is important. I know it's considered woo-woo or fluffy or even a luxury because so many people live in survival mode every day to think about goals. I get it. Maybe it's not your thing. I didn't grow up setting goals. Nobody taught me how to set goals. I had to seek it out in the form of conferences and seminars and books. So I didn't, this is only something I recently started to focus on in the past, probably 10 years, loosely, and I'm talking real loosely, just coming up with ideas and chasing them down. But not really writing them down, not really setting deadlines. Random, just random behavior. (laughs) I would say it's been more in the past five, six, seven years where I've been increasingly diligent about plotting out these goals with the attached why a tentative plan, because look, plans change. I I always say tentative. Because ideas and plans evolve. And sometimes you realize it's not a goal you even want. So what I want to share with you today is this exercise that I have been doing at the end of every month. Um, I haven't been as strict about it in the past, but this year I have committed to just paying more attention to my life and tracking the details of things that are important. Not everything is important. So you have to figure out what do you need to pay attention to in your life? And it helps to, this is why journaling is so important because it helps to write it down. Otherwise you don't know, you're kind of all over the place. And so in sharing this with you, I hope that will help ground you and get you clear about what you want and where you want to go. So what I do and what I spent time doing last night, I have this journal I shared in a couple podcast episodes ago. It's called the Clever Fox Planner Pro. That's a mouthful. Clever Fox Planner Pro. I found it on Amazon randomly, just did a quick search. I was looking for a very basic planner, and this one popped up. I like it because it's massive. And when I say massive, I mean it's heavy, it's thick, and it's a large size. So I need a lot of room. I write down a lot of things, I'm very visual. It does come with uh, packages of stickers, which I'm not a sticker person. I'm not into like colored markers and pens and stickers. I'm not into that. But if you are, this could be a great option for you. Otherwise, I just love what it has in it. So what I go over at the end of every month, this monthly recap, what were my biggest wins? So every at the start of every month, I set goals and I have plans for each or for the month. And this is something I have found that I need to have directly in front of me at all times. So if I have it written in a notebook and the notebook is closed on my desk and I don't flip through it or I don't, you know, can't see it every day, I will go weeks without looking at it. And we all know life gets busy. Things happen. People travel. People travel they get sick, somebody else gets sick, a bunch of shit's going on, it's chaos. Your goals are the last thing that you're going to think about when you're in survival mode, but they cannot be put on the shelf and ignored for very long. Now, I get it. People will argue with me all day long about like, well, I don't have time for that or that doesn't really matter to me, but it, it matters. Now, what I do from here uh, at the end is I look and I go, okay, what, what were my biggest wins? This past month, I spent uh, about five days with my family in Texas. I met my great nephew. I had never met him before. He's a little, little guy, just came into the world eight months ago. That was so f- just meaningful. And it really filled my cup to spend time with my nieces and my sister, and it just was something that was. I think we take things like that for granted, um, and especially when there's so much going on in our lives and we're very busy. But going years and years without seeing your family is just soul crushing. And assuming you love your family and you <laughs> or you like them, uh, and you want to spend time with them, make. One of your goals, something around spending time with your family and creating memories because it just fills your cup. It's amazing. So anyway, that was one of my biggest wins was just taking that time and going to visit them and just spending every day together. Just Even if we're just hanging out on the couch, talking, playing with the baby, we went on a really fun bike ride and um, it was just a blast. So that was one of my biggest wins. Another one of my biggest wins Was I really ramped up the focus on tracking my macros, getting in the gym four to five times per week to lift weights, and then getting outside for regular walks and hikes. Um, I haven't spent as much time on my fat tire bike this year as I want to, but that's uh, on my goal list for this month in um, the recreation category. It's just getting outside and breathing fresh air. We don't have a whole lot of sunlight right now. Um... But just getting outdoors with my dogs, spending time with Leela, talking, exploring new places. And it's just beautiful. We have so many wonderful trails here in Anchorage and we're very lucky. So um, that was another win. I read three books this month. Three and a half, but I'm not counting the half. Um, (laughs) One of them I didn't finish, but. I have a goal of reading a book a week, and I've really fallen behind on that goal in recent months. So I was happy with just three books a month. They were uh they were engaging, fun. I learned several new things. Of course, they're my main source of entertainment. So I appreciated that. Um and if you're interested, the books that I read were Never Split the Difference. It was a book on negotiating. Um I read Patrick Swayze's, I guess you could call it a memoir called Time of My Life. I'm a huge Patrick Swayze fan. If you don't know, he is uh, the, the main man in the movie Dirty Dancing. It's an 80s flick. And it was all about his life. It was super interesting. He died of pancreatic cancer in 2009. But he was this incredible dancer from a very young age. His mom owned a dance studio in Texas. And he grew up dancing. And he was just phenomenal. And then he met his wife when he was 20. She was 15. They ended up getting married uh, when she was legal age. Uh, but they'd been together for like 30, 35 years, something like that before he died. And of course, he made all these incredible movies. Um, and I grew up in the 80s and the 90s. So he was a big movie star. And I just love how he embodied this soft but masculine essence at where he could dance, but then he could kick the shit out of somebody And then he could jump out of an airplane and um, I don't know. I just, I loved him. And so I I really enjoyed the book and I found myself doing research on him and looking at watching old interviews on YouTube. And I've been pretty disheartened with the whole celebrity culture and movies in general, probably over the last like 10, 15 years. I haven't been really interested in any of that. Um, But being that I grew up in the eighties and nineties and Looking back, of course, some of those movies were very cheesy. (laughs) I I, There's a lot of nostalgia there, you know? So anyway, it was just a fun read. Lila got it for me for Christmas, the book, and um, I enjoyed it. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, And then my third book was The Psychology of Money. I did not enjoy it. It got high ratings on Amazon. And so I got suckered into the hype and I just don't know who... I don't know why... It was so hyped up. Um, I'd probably give it a four, 4 out of 10 if we're going on the 10 rating scale. It just wasn't for me. And I'm not no expert by any means on finance um, or investing. But I found it to just be almost like beginner, beginner. And I got a couple ideas out of it and a couple ways of thinking. But I, I was hoping for maybe a little bit more... Death. um on the psychology side of money uh one of the big takeaways was save your money and if you think you're saving enough you're not so save more great tip um yeah so if you've read the book or you want to read the book i don't ever like discouraging people because what one person like hates another person could love and so i don't like discouraging people but for me personally it just it didn't really resonate. Um, Maybe I've read enough books on finance to have a good grasp and have some good headway. You know, he's a big fan of like getting out of debt. And he talks, actually, there's a brief section at the very end of the book where he discusses the history of debt in the United States. And I found that part of the book the most interesting, and it was very short. But it was just kind of interesting stuff to learn about how wars throughout history have affected our spending habits and the psychology behind um, behind wealth and how people will try to keep up with the Joneses. I'm, heard, I'm sure you've heard of this. Um, and I guess, you know, another good takeaway, which is something I've all, always really adopted, was just breaking away from society's standard and expectation for this, like having to own a really nice car, or a fancy watch. Um, and and I like nice things. Absolutely. I will spend more money on nice things with the intent of these things lasting me for possibly decades. I purchased the truck that I still drive in 2002. It's a 1999 F-150 and it we're in 2022. So this is a old, I took it to a shop a couple months ago and the guy called it a vintage Ford. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, it's a vintage. <laughs> so it made me laugh, but it really is a vintage truck and it's paid off. It's been paid off for many years I think I paid it off in 2007. So um, it's had its problems. It's been in and out of the shop. But I have a a sentimental attachment to the truck and I don't want a truck payment. Uh, But I'd love to have a new Ford Raptor. Um, And so, you know, to stay debt free, there are sacrifices you have to make. But. I love not having the the payments and I love the freedom of that. So anyway, another big takeaway was independence. Just saving enough money to have options and and independence. If you want to suddenly quit your job, look, you got 50 grand in the bank. Um, And so look, as I'm talking about it, maybe there were a couple little nuggets of wisdom from this book that could benefit you. Uh, I was just hoping for more. So anyway, those are the three books I read. Those are my big wins for the the month. Um, Another question that is asked in this journal was what were the biggest lessons I learned or insights gained? Um, Anyway, obviously, that's something to think about um, as you're reflecting on your month. Next question is which life areas were lacking and why? Next to that question is a blank life wheel. If you're not familiar with the life wheel, you can Google it. There's a ton of different templates out there with different categories And I always encourage people to change the categories as they see fit. So I'll read you off the categories. If you're already familiar with this journal, you know what they are. But health and fitness, business and career, family and friends, romance, personal development, finance, recreation, spiritual. So say one of those doesn't resonate, just cross it off and turn it into something that resonates with you. Um, For example, one that a life wheel that I initially filled out a very long time ago had contribution as a category. So giving back, volunteering, donating money, don't you know, doing something for the greater good—that's uh, not on this one. And I would say if something doesn't resonate again, just cross it off and put on some, put something um, there that does. And so anyway, what I do is I go down, I rate myself on a scale of one to ten. Uh, ten is everything is perfect, nothing needs any improvement, um, and I really try to be balanced in my approach here. I try not to be overly optimistic and give myself a 10 when I know damn well it's not a 10. So if you ever fill out a life wheel, be realistic. um, But try not to be extreme. You know, if something isn't going great, don't give yourself a zero or a one, unless it really truly is a zero or a one. But I think it's important to maintain that emotional stability when you're filling out the life wheel. Because it's not, it's not like this perfect assessment of everything we're going to get things off a little bit and things change actually even daily and weekly so um you could be having a really great week in one month and then the next week you know things aren't so good so just try to balance it out and have you know as best of an assessment as you can gather at the end of that month um and and the idea isn't to be perfect it's just to get an idea of what's going on it's kind of a snapshot of your life and time so um I then go through what was lacking I just, I make a list of it and I just explain, you know, what could have gone better, what, you know, what didn't go well. Uh, anyway, the next question is what tasks were not accomplished and why? I think the why is incredibly important instead of just listing out what you didn't get done. Um, attach the why, because the why is, uh, the reason it's the, it's the clue. You know, it's how you will do better next time. And when you understand why you didn't get something done, you're going to know how to get it done next month or whenever. Um, so make sure you include the why. Next question is How do I feel about the progress? How do I feel about my progress this month? And I think this is a good opportunity to express gratitude. January has notoriously been a hard month for me simply because of the weather. We don't get a lot of sunlight. Uh, It's been very cold this winter here in Alaska. I'm talking really cold. We had a few solid, consistent weeks of negative temperatures. So Fahrenheit, uh, you know, negative 10 degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know what that is in Celsius, but very, very cold. And like I said, we don't get sun overhead this time of year. So our sun... Yesterday, we were out on a walk, it was close to 11am. And we we could see the sun and the blue sky, but the sun is not beating down on us from overhead. It just doesn't come up that high this time of year. Um, and so it's hard sometimes to mentally feel grateful for for a lot when I'm just focused on this crappy weather and just not getting the sunlight that I need, because it really does affect my mood. So Um, I think when you reflect at the end of the month, you can just really lay out all of the amazing things that happened and I will pull out anything. Like I said, like accomplishing the task of reading three books when I had a goal of reading four, I'm very grateful for that because it meant, it tells me that I did make the time for it. I swapped out some bad habits before bed to make time for an hour of reading before I want to go to sleep. And that has not only allowed me to get an additional 30 minutes of sleep per night um, because I'm in bed earlier and it's reading before bed makes me tired. So then I sleep better. Uh, But it's also allowed me to really get through a lot of books faster than I ever have before because I'd usually spend the time before bed watching a movie on YouTube or or videos on YouTube, whatever. Um, And that's like a two hour waste of time. I'd rather not watch all that and read a book. So anyway, I was very happy about that. That's a big win for me. Um, Then it has a little scale rating where you go on a scale of one to 10. How do you feel overall about this month? And then you rate it. uh, One being it was awful. 10 being it was amazing. And then last question is how will I improve next month? So you just list out all the things you want to improve on. A lot of times what I'll do is I'll just carry over goals that did not get accomplished into the next month. That makes sense. Additionally, what I have next to me is my big long list of goals that I want to accomplish in the year. And I have 110 of those. And what I do is I pull out as many of those 110 goals, which it's not that many, but however many I think I can accomplish in each of the months. And so to give you an example, in January, I took, I looked over my big long list and I pulled out 13 goals that I want wanted to accomplish in the month of January. And of those 13, I accomplished seven. Sorry, I was counting. I accomplished seven of my goals. And um, I think what's important here, because sometimes people... That doesn't maybe sound like a lot. Like at 13 goals, I only accomplished seven. I didn't get them all done. Oh no, I'm not perfect. I failed. But I think what's important is to, first of all, abandon abandon that way of thinking because it's useless. Instead, what I recommend is looking through and seeing the goals that you did not accomplish in that given month and then assessing them realistically. Like there's a couple things here that were just going to be really difficult to get done. And that's okay. If I understand why I couldn't get them done, then it puts things into perspective for me and I can move into the next month with more of a realistic mindset around what's possible and also how hard I really need to work to get that particular goal accomplished. Here's the other cool thing. If I'm looking at this and I go, ah, "I don't I don't actually want to achieve that goal." It doesn't matter. Remove it from the list. Or maybe that's a goal that I could focus on five months from today. Okay, then I'll file that away. I won't carry it over to the next month. So when you look at this, instead of looking at it like, oh, I failed, I didn't get all my goals accomplished. Instead, think of it as an opportunity. Think of it as a way to just hone in on what you really want and fine tune the process. Some of these things are not gonna make sense for you. You're gonna change your mind and they're not gonna be important to you. A lot here's the other thing, too. Some of these goals are gonna be meaningless altogether. They're not gonna move you forward in your life. So it's a good opportunity to discard things that do not matter to you. Um, and so that's pretty much it. That's what I do at the end of the month. A couple other things that I do, um, Related to finances. Um, What I do. So like as a small business owner. It's really important for me to keep up on my bookkeeping. And my taxes. I have to pay estimated quarterly taxes every month. And so. To make tax season easier for myself. Because we file taxes in February. um, To make it easier on myself. And also my accountant. I will track all of my stuff. All of my expenses. Just like. On my computer on my laptop i don't do like a spreadsheet but something very similar so then at the end of the year when it's coming close to tax season i am much more organized and i can put that information together quickly and send it off so i don't need to be like scrambling at the last minute looking through receipts and the summary of my bank of america credit card (laughs) uh, uh thing so it's like that's the other thing i really worked hard on in 2021 Was keeping track of my expenses and seeing where I was putting my money, investing in new programs, reading books, um, and, you know, purchasing new equipment for our gym. It's just, it's, you know, if you're somebody who doesn't have a business, you, you also probably, you know, you're going to file taxes, obviously, but you're going to have expenses and you're gonna have things you're going to want to keep track of. And maybe you're really good at this, but I never have been. I'm always scrambling at the last few weeks before tax season to get everything together. And it always stressed me out. And I can see now I'm just a few weeks away from my tax appointment that things are not 100% perfect. I didn't do everything exactly the way that I wanted to do it. But it's better than it was the year before. And that's a win. So just keeping track of all the things, whatever that is. And, you know, maybe you you feel like that's just, I don't know, too much work, too tedious. I had to ask myself, look, if you want to get where you want to ultimately be, what do you have to do? And for me, it was getting more organized, keeping track of my life, taking notes, journaling, tracking progress, asking myself the hard questions. Why didn't this work? Why didn't you get this done? Analyzing and evaluating everything. I am not perfect at this. I slack on it. Um, I don't read my goals every day. But when I do, I go, oh my gosh, (laughs) I'm really excited about that goal. And so then I'm reminded, keep the notebook open, keep reading it, look at it at least once a day. And sometimes when we're in survival mode, it's hard to pay attention to that because again, it feels like a luxury. But if you start to fit your goals into your life as if they're just a normal part of the routine, it's not going to feel so stressful and tedious it's going to feel like just a normal part of your routine because you make it that but you got to work to fit it in i hope this was helpful i highly recommend you adopt this practice end of month recap and then do an end of year recap it has not only allowed for me to have more peak experiences more meaningful moments it's just it's helped me come up with better ideas and stay more organized so there's less stress and chaos in my life i recommend it i hope it helps you if you do it and you like it or you need any help reach out let me know i'm happy to help if you found one thing interesting or insightful in this episode please consider visiting itunes and leaving me a review it really helps i'd love to grow the podcast this year it's one of my goals I would really appreciate it. Hope you're well. I will talk to you in the next one.